five, four, three, two, fun. Welcome to another episode of the Ready, Set, Poem podcast, your premier podcast to do with the Vancouver Titans and Toronto Defiant. I am Chris Allied Force, joined virtually, as always, by Omni at Omnistripe, and back again, having not decided to just to skip this episode, be here. two in a row, is Jordan at Sir Dr. JM. Welcome, gentlemen. Hello, hello. Yeah, happy to be here. Uh, more than playing overwatch 2 or something like that who needs it right well i mean have you guys <clears throat> been able to to play today <laughs> partially like uh, um i i was able to play like uh, a few games um some games i did have well multiple games i had levers uh, one game i was kicked out myself <laughs> and then once i was kicked out it was uh, an endless i must admit lineup. i didn't even try mm. between work and everything i just i did play a, a didn't couple bother games. made sure the game was updated and ready to go and everything <clears throat> um, but figured all i'll save it for after this likely the wee hours of the morning maybe that'll i'll have a better shot yeah, I I knew that it'd probably have a, a queue of some sort. And so when I fired up at lunch and saw that there were 40,000 ahead of me, I had decided that, oh, okay, well, maybe it'll load by the end of lunch and I'll be able to see the load screen um, where it got down to zero and then proceeded to tell me that it couldn't establish a connection to the server and then told me I had 30,000. Um, and I, I periodically tried sort of after, you know, work was done and no joy so finally i decided well i didn't need to play overwatch 2 on launch day i'll try again maybe tomorrow night or something like that mm -hmm. so but uh what i did get an opportunity to do is watch a little overwatch league action this uh, past mm -hmm. weekend and now in a world of no context had i told you that the vancouver titans and the toronto defiant both won a match this <laughs> weekend would it be fair to say that the suggestion would be, my goodness, Vancouver beat Dallas? <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. Right? Like, you'd be like, oh, how this work? You, you had <clears throat> Toronto playing San Francisco. You had Vancouver playing Dallas. And yet both teams somehow won a match? Like, I, this does not compute. Well, we'll get into that when we get into the payload. Um, we'll talk about the week that was, yes, uh, Overwatch 2 is live and heaven forbid if teams aren't adding players for the stretch run in what looks to be a mad, mad meta. Moving the payload. Join me. So kicking things off, um, last weekend, uh, was the, uh, and I, so I put Vancouver as the first match in my notes, um, <laughs> And then I had questions. I'm like, wait, because I, you know, long story short, I actually said it was Toronto first. And I got myself confused, but it was Vancouver versus Dallas. I'm sorry. The fact that both of the Canadian teams won a match, you know, threw me for a loop. I'm a little bit, you know, unsettled. <laughs> but um, if I were to summarize that Vancouver match against Dallas, where Dallas won 3-0, was that Vancouver didn't look that bad. For a 3-0 loss? Like, it wasn't one of those good 3-1s or close 3-1s or... I don't know if I would even argue suggest it was a close 3-0. But there were moments where Vancouver did some good stuff. But the problem is there were many more moments that Dallas did better stuff. Yeah. 
it's a, it's a funky time, like you said before, about uh, the meta. And Dallas is one of those teams that once it gets messy, uh, they thrive. But oddly, um, Vancouver is kind of like a baby Dallas in that regard, where when things get really wild, they, they do tend to play better. But, you know, being a baby Dallas means that the, the big Dallas is still the big Dallas. And while things uh, looked, you know, to be going back and forth a lot of the time and lots of chaos and picks going both ways, because both teams don't like to uh, keep it tidy. Let's yeah, say, you like stole that. the words right up. Still, right you could tell like which team Dallas is, means is the, the big Dallas is still the big the Dallas. Board. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> ha <laughs> Yeah. So, so like the Dallas fuel are like the gas station sure. and the Vancouver Titans are like the gas can. Um, yeah, well, you know how it is here in Vancouver. You sometimes go down the border, get some cheaper gas, but when Which your is, team, when your team is literally called the fuel, I guess you don't do that. Right. Yeah, I see. <laughs> well, I was going to say you can, you can actually do that so much easier now. Uh, Right. And with the price of gas as it is out west here, holy smokes. I mean, you could either choose to fill your car or buy an Overwatch League franchise yeah, at this point. I think it'd be cheaper to just drive down to <laughs> Dallas and, and fill it there. And fill it up, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sure you'd get down there in one tank. Um, <laughs> looking at not, the, not in my car, you won't. <laughs> looking at the, the match itself and sort of, you know, as we deconstruct what we saw, mm-hmm. um, the first thing that uh, – I don't know if it's a surprise or not, but uh, the mirror tank was no more. The false tank right. was back yeah. in. Um, false looked okay on the heroes that we've seen some comfortability, both the Diva as well as the Zarya. Yeah. Um, I think it was clearly um, better for him in the, in the Zarya uh, than on, <clears throat> on the Diva, but we've seen him adequately perform. And on Ilios, if it wasn't for just a... I'm not uh, horrible is too strong a word, but a real rough lighthouse that could have arguably gone to a, you know, a, a third round and it might've been anyone's, anyone's matchup. It's just that Vancouver um, sort of gifted that first uh, round. And, and then on the second just couldn't, couldn't close it. Yeah. It, it felt like they were slow to get out of the gates in, in lighthouse. Um, everyone was kind of felt sleepy. They focused down the spire a little bit, and, and it's a good thing to do. Um, there was something similar in a game that we're going to discuss later about uh, between Toronto and San Francisco. But Dallas definitely identified um, in this map in particular that Aspire is the threat. Luckily and well, it did wake up a little bit, uh, and, and, and Vancouver was looking you know, competitive. Uh, but Dallas have sparkle, and he's, 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 he's a good player as well. You could say Sparkle Sparkled. He he definitely did. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I guess it's it's a it's a good take. Um, King of the Hill be like that sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, well, and on on well, I mean, it was <clears throat> it was the Titans map, but the problem was that where you were getting pretty solid work from False. Mm-hmm. Once Masa, I think it was Skyripa that was in. Um, yeah, no for Aztec. This, right. So you once they were down, well, there's only so much a little diva can do. 
<laughs> without without the heels and and that was where um you know things started to go askew they swapped the point and then it was just a matter of of time um but where i found that the vancouver titans really started to perform was in the following map on king's row i mean they they didn't come out and steamroll mm. dallas on the attack but very efficient um they got some pretty solid time on the cap to to move forward we were seeing aspire really start to to flex um something he wasn't really able to do on on ilios and you know i think was it i'm fast forwarding here but if it wasn't for was it sparkle doing like a 10 second stall on the like the oh, last yeah. like you know half meter um yeah which i i still don't understand you had fall standing on top of the payload <clears throat> and he's unable to delete a tracer i get that tracer can recall but the amount of time that he was able to stall allowed for the fuel to recover and i mean that that was it vancouver had no answer i mean it, it, yes over time they weren't going to get a whole lot of clock, but that progress that they could not obtain, I think cost them because when they went on, on, on defense, they actually did very well um, at burning clock after Dallas got through that, that first, uh, well, they came through the arch and then they went back under the arch. Yeah. I think they, they really uh, caught the point quickly. Right. And then Vancouver mm-hmm. were able to stall a little bit. Yeah. They tried to snowball, but, <clears throat> weren't uh weren't able to do so i mean and, and some of that was vancouver's approach like when vancouver's approach in defense they were traveling in a pack which i understand may work with a brawly tank zarya is kind of brawly right right but it just felt to me that they they almost lined up for it was, Dallas it was to almost return to see, the favor, right? Uh, like, if, sort if of, you're going to brawl, uh, especially you don't brawl when with Vancouver the was defending. Um, like you say, they get through that arch and then uh, things progress from there. But it was interesting to see the Tracer Echo on Vancouver's side with Aspire on Tracer King on Echo trying to take on uh, Sparkle on Sojourn and Edison on Reaper. Um, you know, you kind of have the almost two sides of the same coin with Reaper and, and Tracer, right? Um, mm-hmm. They're both, you know, Tracer more so, but they're both mobile. Um, they both can, you know, they're, they're meant to be played where they kind of get up close and personal with you, but they have that ability to back out and withdraw. And at the same time, you also had both the echoes going at it, um, you know, from, from a distance from the sky. And that kind of thing. <clears throat> so it was, it was interesting to see that and how they kind of, the two sort of methodologies mm-hmm. work together and against each other. Um, Edison played very well. Um, you know, uh, I I like the Zarya mm-hmm. play, and, and like you said earlier, I actually really did not mind false that much uh, in this match. Um, whereas I know, you know, prior to this meta, kind of, I mean, Summer Showdown was all mirror before that, though it really seemed like false right. was kind of struggling. And uh, I kind of I felt like false, uh, you know, wasn't necessarily like... <clears throat> a single weak point um, in the lineup for these matches, which was nice to see. Oh, of course. Yeah. Right. 
Especially considering when he's up against Hanbin. Um, so something we we need to mention. There was a good stretch in there um, on the defense of, of King's Row where Vancouver won like three or four fights, fights in a row. Uh, one of them was uh, down one uh, after Spire um, was picked. So 4v5 win against Dallas was pretty impressive. Well, but and, yeah, I mean, at the end know, of the day, they kind of credit. just brute force their look way. look at it like... It- took Dallas and down to the left, final 30 old. seconds to get it all the way, right? Like, it was close. <clears throat> Vancouver, like like you said earlier, Chris, um, you know, other than the first cap, they yes. had a very good defense, um, you know, all things considered. Mm-hmm. Well, and mm-hmm. I mean, if it wasn't for Anna essentially in yeah. the, the train sort of station, like the stairs, uh, continually pumping those heels into Hanbin. Uh, Vancouver wins that. It was just that was the difference was that Vancouver had no angle uh, to to take out a support, and unfortunately, you know, with how Vancouver had been playing, I think it, it, I want to say Scarpa was like the first to go, um, and then once he dropped Maso soon after, and that then made things a whole lot more complicated for False uh, and. Once he dropped, uh, King and Aspire just couldn't get to the point in time. But uh, that takes us to Junkertown, which arguably is a, a map one would think Aspire would uh, feast on. And uh, on attack, he certainly did. I feel that the Vancouver Titans did well in an area that they have done horrible in, which is uh, getting out of spawn. Let's uh, also not forget to mention the sure. attack Torbjorn from King. <laughs> Should he? Attack Torb, best Torb. Yeah. Like, you could have shut it on Bastion. Let's just go Junkrat. Like, well, why why have a static Torb to her when you could have a mobile Bastion to You could try that. You could try that, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> um, Vancouver, I actually, honest to goodness, the way that, that first point take uh, uh, occurred. Yeah, it wasn't maybe as clean as it should have been, but I felt that Vancouver had sort of, you know, they'd, they'd found this rhythm. They'd, we were seeing this progression. They were getting a little bit better. Yeah, Ilios, they sort of warmed up. Kings Row, they look good. It was just a matter of meters, sure. a matter of seconds. Junkertown, their attack seems to be efficient. Um, but Dallas did so well once they got inside to just chew up the clock. Like all of the time benefit that Vancouver had was, was gone. By the time they got that, uh, the vault doors open. Every time there was like a struggle through overtime. Yeah. I mean, um, and it was very clear, you know, Dallas's strategy was, yeah, we'll let false go and do things. Um, yeah, he'll have a lot of energy, but what we're going to do is we're going to go, we're going to delete the support players first. Um, we'll try to, uh, avoid aspire, uh, with a sight line. Um, and King, King did well, but. I mean, it wasn't the as, as stellar as the performance we saw in the previous stage. But once they went through the Titans lineup, how often was it false that was like the last one standing? And like false would be it's, putting it's in really work. It's just that Dallas would be like, okay, yeah, so at least you, I think you got two of us, we got four of you. And, up with some <laughs> of these teams. Um, because in, in this matchup, we saw both teams uh, playing the Diva, um, you know, different sport lineups similar but not quite exactly the same uh dps lineups but the interesting part to me is seeing the diva play and how the different 
teams play around the diva because essentially what you're you're singling out there chris is the fact that false would mm-hmm. i don't want to say abandon his team but he would almost overextend and it wasn't at a detriment to himself that's the thing it was at a detriment to everyone else whereas hanbin on diva was still extending out but then he would return back or he would almost like he he always had a plan where he was kind of connecting the dots of okay i'm going to put pressure on this person but then i'm going to loop back around and the whole time i'm going to make sure that fielder has eyes on me so he can keep me healed up or i'm going to make sure that chio knows where i'm going so that i have a a, a zen orb on me so that i'm getting Mm -hmm. some heals and i'll drop out a line of sight but you know there's that little dead zone and then i'll return back into line of sight and i'll get it again and it, it I, I honestly, I love the diva play. I, I think it's so fun to watch. Um, but again, you know, two different teams, vastly different positions in the standings, um, and and you know, I would argue different uh, skill levels uh, amongst the two teams. But really interesting to see the two playing playing similar but different, right? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I, it felt to me Hanbin yeah, was yeah. Going almost like for false is trying to killing blow, put the pressure on, whereas, whereas uh, Hanbin false is just coming in for the cleanup, for the damage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like okay, I can quickly get there, delete, and then come on back. And you know, maybe that speaks to where mm-hmm. aspiring king, you know, should be more involved. Um, but I'm not going to say that they they weren't. It's not saying okay they they weren't doing what they needed to do. It's just that it, there is that sort of disconnect. Um, we didn't see as much of it with with Mirror. Um, Mirror was ignored <laughs> quite often, but the difference was Mirror was Mirror was ignored because he wasn't the critical piece of this puzzle. Um, and I'm not <clears> suggesting. <throat> You know, a false is ignored because he's critical. It's just that, well, we, we know. Nice, we nice widow play by Aspire, at least for, for one. Dallas moment. goes on attack. We, we saw some stuff. Um, now, was, yeah. was that a statement or are you saying uh, the player false was had the on false sigma? sigma. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe both. I, I mean, I, I understand the use of Sigma. Yeah, to some respect, trying to, you know, handle some of these longer sight lines. And I just, I'm not sure. Like I, if I don't know about that, I was going to say, I think it was almost false, a, a judgment in any level of comfortability. It strikes me as they were expecting a, a, a long range hit scan to come out. And then they came out with tracer and Sombra, right? Which at that point, you know, you, know, <clears throat> you throw a quick death and you respawn, like you got sure. that huge walk back. So it's just, you know, yeah. you're kind of stuck. Exactly. Yeah. It's just on that strange uh, stretch. It's it's pretty common. I think it did play also on um, uh, what's it called Circuit Royale. But back then, uh, you know, the success of Vancouver was was fairly limited. Uh, so I don't know if it's well, especially against Dallas. Well, and in fairness, you're like, not even playing point, spoiler in any Vancouver way has against Dallas. To play for so. pride. They're done. <clears throat> they're yeah. There's yeah. But, uh, you know, how it, it, Dallas just rolled Vancouver on attack. Like, it, there wasn't really a moment where um, 
it wasn't it felt like it was 5v4 the entire match like it was just like stall stagger yeah. stall stagger yeah and then old hanbin would do that <laughs> true um i mean it good on vancouver for for making it more competitive than maybe we ha- would have given them credit for going into that match um <clears throat> it's definitely an evolution of of a team uh, and maybe it sort of segues with the confidence they sort of obtained from, Hey, look, we did some really good stuff against Dallas uh, into their, their second match. But, um, if we move along and to Toronto defiant to, took on the San Francisco and the matchup immediately following this one and, uh, you know, going into it, I think many people had suggested that, uh, like me, it's the shock, the shock have pedigree now to the credit of Omni who happened to be here last week. Uh, he suggested that, well, shock haven't been playing so good or down uh, zero two to begin the stage. So, right. Like, and I'm like, no, it's the shock. Like, and look at <clears throat> we, like we had, we, we had seen the way Toronto played the weekend before. And it was, yeah. it, it was hot was. Yeah. So can you explain to me one, what is wrong with the shock and two, how is it that Toronto suddenly figures things out for that match, but then forgets it all? A couple days later, <laughs> I think the the shock have a pretty big issue. Everything that they do is is just throw proper at the enemy team and hope he does something. Often he he does. He's amazing. If you ever watched Pokemon, right? Yeah, you got to catch them all. So so. Pikachu has a, is basically a cheat code. He never loses. So every time, like you see the main character, he fights some whatever evil organization or another trainer. Like things can go really, really badly until you toss in the Pikachu in there, and he he basically wins every fight. So proper is like that, but unfortunately, who's Gary? Unfortunately, so, is not an anime yet. So who's, um, who's Krusty Ash? <laughs> no, no, Gary's <laughs> Ash's rival. Maybe. So. <clears throat> Jeff, oh, good one, good one. Yeah, uh, I was gonna say, I feel like he's more of a Giovanni. Jeff, oh. Jeff Kaplan. I think we lost Chris. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's probably Giovanni. <laughs> yeah. So no, I. So I mean, Pokemon has been around okay, for so okay. long that so long. it is something that I was cognizant of, probably when it started, which was a long time ago. So. I don't know if it's a matter of preparation. We'll get to the the match against Vancouver uh, for Toronto, but like yeah. shock. Every good thing that I saw from there in this match was just proper being proper, killing you know people left and right, and just doing amazing <laughs> things. Everything well else was calling it subpar would be a compliment. They just didn't look. They did that good at all um i think that they, they ended up winning their match against atlanta right yeah i haven't three, seen that match three, two. um yeah i'm not really sure what's going on there they're not looking uh very hot uh going into this stage um and also like i i think the execution uh, it was mirror comps for the most um uh, for the most part right 90 90% of the time it was mirror comps um in busan as well Toronto, their Hisu and Finale combo felt right off the bat more coordinated uh, uh, Tracer Sombra combo than uh, Proper and Striker. And that's something we didn't mention Striker coming in, uh, just landing in his plane, whatever. He maybe just didn't even like take off his boots and he was already playing uh, playing the game. So I'm not really sure 
Didn't have um, a shock jersey on. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, in fact, it kind of, I mean, oh. I, I'm, I don't know for certain, but the camera had me believe that maybe he wasn't actually no, he in the same location. Black like, shirt on. Yeah. That's yeah. Like he, he, he may have been in the same location as the team. Like that might've been the case, but the way the camera was set up was it just looked different. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like Sanctuary, the first map was pretty close. They caught, got back to 99-99, but then the huge GMP and the double healer pulse bomb from, from uh, uh, Finale. Yeah. Clean the Hisu uh, Sombra <coughs> looked very good. Like, very efficient. I was going to say, I mean, this is, um, this is kind of... I'm just happy to see him off of Ash like for, for a second. Typical so. Hisu. Um, <laughs> Where I mean, we've we've seen him be good on on Sombra before. Um, I, I almost felt like a lot of people forgot that going into this meta when we were starting to see um, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of Sombra play. I was kind of thinking, you know, we know that Hisu's a good Sombra, so we should expect some decent things. And uh, obviously, we didn't really see that, you know, all or we haven't really seen that all the time in this meta so far. But I was looking forward to it, and I think he he played the sombra very well in this match but i do wonder if it was just a you know another case of hisu was on for this match and maybe in the next one he wasn't right because um, <coughs> the next match was a struggle but we're not there yet the next match was question mark question mark question mark well, come back in 10 minutes we're not there yet no i mean i'm like what are you talking about the defiant we're all uh, <laughs> Um, but I mean, moving off of Busan where, yeah, that was, I mean, okay. I was about to say that was really the closest San Francisco came, but let's be honest. Junkertown was the closest they came, (laughs) Um, but like Parizo, it's, there are, and I don't know if it's team specific, but there are times where Toronto is just outright dominant mm-hmm. yeah. and this was one of those instances there's other times where their defense might be a good but their offense is just junk this is this was an all-around yeah. well-executed <clears throat> map there was there was like a common theme there as well every time uh both supports for the shock will will hide away in some corridor in the second phase there in the favelas Hisu would just sneak up on them, EMP, and just destroy both. And um, it, it was weird. Like, they, they had Sam uh, in for Striker. He played uh, the Echo. Otherwise, nothing really changed. And and here again, every comment I made here re-watching these games is just just proper doing everything he can uh, to, to, to win out these fights. It'll be like, oh, Toronto will pick... Two, three people, well, here comes proper, does the same. But then, you know, his his capacity is also limited. He can't really 1v6 every, 1v5 every uh, uh, fight. But he, he tried his darnest uh, to, to do so. Um, and, 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 you know, on attack, I think Toronto had to, like, push through OT many times. Uh, so, like, like in other games, uh, at least Shock tried to, like, diminish the, the time bank. And it looked good at the end. Like I think, um, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think Define got all the way to to uh, third point. On Parizo, I thought yeah. they capped. 
Uh, Oh, yeah, they did. did, did, Sorry, they did full cap, but without any time left. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure they full cap. Yeah, so every time they had to to struggle against the overtime. Uh, Shock began uh, really quickly, though, uh, their push. And and this is like a a very good uh, play from Toronto on defense because they caught the first point and they had about like five minutes to push. But Toronto just ate up all that time. Everything they tried to do was very messy. Uh, lots of ults just flew out. It was a very chaotic stretch, but but nothing. There was like a weird moment there where uh, uh, I think Hisu got like two picks from an EMP. It was close to to uh, Lucio's club entrance, right? And mm-hmm. and proper just goes in for a regular normal blade without like a nano. Uh, he gets, I think, Baby Diva, and he dashes out, and then he gets hacked, and then he gets <laughs> Nano. It was such a weird. That reminded me, you know, our games on the uncompetitive ladder. I, I, I wasn't really sure what I was looking at. Was it was it a survive Nano? Like I, I, I guess I so. Vaguely but recall like, this, but yeah, it definitely was. But like, it didn't achieve anything outside of like cutting short his respawn time well i mean you don't you don't want pikachu <clears throat> to drop you do everything you can to keep pikachu going yeah it was a weird uh call to just use the blade before the nano was ready and it was almost ready to be honest i'm not really sure what, what's going on and when proper falls you know it's just mm-hmm. a mess and 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 toronto went up to all which gets us to junker town okay yeah that was a funky one um so I, uh, hey, I, 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 I. This I, is one I, of the weird maps for sure. <laughs> yeah, like I, I, I was, I, I was a little concerned here. I thought because uh, we've we've seen the Toronto Defiant do this before, where they get you know uh, two maps uh, squared away and uh, head into that map three where things don't go quite right, and suddenly, hey, reverse sweep territory. Yeah, yeah. Did you ha- did you have those failings? Uh not really. No, I like everything they the shock were able to achieve again was just down to proper popping off on the sojourn. Coluge did play a little bit better in this map, but still nothing screamed uh, a panic uh, for me. It's kind of like uh, the third map we're gonna talk. Um, third match we're gonna talk about uh, with Route sixty six. I didn't feel like it turned the tide, even though like a team that was up to O, um, you know, uh, went to one because nothing. The, the issues that that persisted and the way they lost the first two two uh, matches weren't really fixed for the shock. And uh, despite you know getting this weird uh, uh, map, um, you know, with, with the EMPs and with the crazy fights, going into the last map, I, I was pretty confident that like Toronto's going to close this out. I mean, if they played like crap and and lost, then then I'd be worried for sure. But I was still uh, hoping for for a good turn. Yeah, they they clearly looked better than the Shock um, throughout this entire game. Oh, I I was gonna say I don't just uh, I don't disagree with any of that. It's just <clears> the <throat> feeling I had having seen things. Yeah, <laughs> like it's it, it's that feeling. It's like I don't uh, blame you, like because it is the shock. They have the talent, and then we did see Toronto crumble before, so I, I can totally see where it's coming from. Yeah, 
it it's um again interesting comparing this match now back to vancouver dallas because they played the same map um on vancouver dallas uh we saw the diva mirrors and on this one shock uh at least when shock was attacking they went sigma the whole map if i'm not mistaken um with uh with Toronto obviously not mirroring the Sigma and then even coming into the third point, Hotba switches to Zarya. Um, and it was, it, it's interesting to compare those two because it feels like um, the shock almost in using the Sigma, um, they kind of slowed things down quite a bit. Um, and, sure. and, you know, if you put this, this Sigma comp against the Dallas Hanbin um, on Diva and, and that kind of match. I think Dallas wins that match hands down. Um, but it's almost like the shock, they just kind of slowed things down. You know, they grouped up a little bit. And because of that, they were able to make it work. Um, I didn't think Toronto did anything egregious here. It just kind of seemed like, uh, you know, I mean, even, you know, to Hisu's credit again, seemed like he was still getting some big EMPs, um, still getting in there and getting the hacks he needed and everything. Um, just kind of seemed like shock, you know, in slowing down their pace and in regrouping. It seemed like they were taking it back to basics almost, which I think was even said either on the broadcast or, or one of the, uh, the, whoever was casting it, I don't remember who it was. Um, I think they even mentioned that when shock struggles, that's what they do. They slow it down, they bring it back to basics, and they group up. And usually, it works out for them. Um, and obviously, on this map, it did. But, you know, we'll get to the next map where uh, not so much. Yeah, it was Mr. X Lemon Kiwi that we yeah, were right. uh, casting. And, and to your point about Hisu, I mean, uh, Toronto gets through the first point because Hisu goes and pops yeah. a, an EMP that I think hit four. Mm-hmm. Um, but with look, that does not happen. If he doesn't get that four, uh, four off... There's a there's likely going to be a stall, and what time you had had going through is completely for naught. Unfortunately, um, once they got inside, that's where the Toronto just didn't have an answer. We didn't see the the the, the true adjustments that probably needed to have been made. But you're right. Uh, getting into um, was it Queen Street next? Uh, yeah, yeah, yep. Queen Street. Um, the Toronto Defiant um, did what uh, most good teams do on a map like New Queen Street. Uh, they go and they get themselves a, a solid lead to work with. Yeah. The the combination of, of the Trisha Sombra, the mirror comp, uh, that's where I think Toronto really out, outplayed uh, the shock in this game and New Queen Street was the same. They did some good work with coordinating the hacks, uh, and that's what led them to the early push. And they just won a couple of fights there. I think there was a, a, a team tactical crouch on Baby Diva Kaluja at, at some point. They were they were styling on them. It was like a, you know seventy seven to zero to start the map. There were no deaths on the Toronto side for three and a half minutes, oh. and that's playing a very. Uh, nimble and not thick composition right with a sombra and tracer very squishy with proper on the other side yep. so uh and i mentioned him it did wake up at the end before before they almost fully capped the you know they got it to the end of the map um and 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 i wrote here again like shock and, and this was really apparent and egregious of this map they just wait for proper to do things 
and and he did a couple of things but you know at, at that point where he was where he was trying to do magic uh toronto already had like 112 uh, meters for their progress which is a lot like considering they almost fully capped the whole yeah. thing um and and it just takes you know a, a one fight here and there and 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 do much well i would also point out though that had it not been for that significant lead that Toronto had built up, yeah, there's a ch- there's a good chance San Francisco turns this this map around. Um, I mean, they not. I mean, I was gonna say they got close. Well, they got closer, yeah. but the the shock did everything in their power. In hey, no, not the shock. Uh, proper did. Okay. Let's, 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 Prop, let's be accurate on that. <laughs> proper did everything within his power here. Um, and actually I'm looking at the kill feed and it's showing a melee self kill on Finn. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Sorry. I was trying to find this moment for the distance cause I was pretty sure it was close at the end and where I, I actually jumped to. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, happen. it's a, is it like a Genji deflect to the fist, you know? I don't think you can deflect that damage. No, I, I know. Onto your face. <laughs> I was just joking. <laughs> well, Go for the punch and Genji deflects your fist back at your head. Yeah, it shows a, it shows a melee self Is he on the Zen? Or? No, he's on the Anna. Like, I don't, I, I, Probably a glitch or something. It has to be a glitch here. I'm, okay, I got to watch this now here. Um, <laughs> How far into the match was that? This is like right at the end. It's in overtime. Because I, I was just curious about the distance. Because I knew it was close, but I mean, it's, yeah, they it's got it like to ninety oh. something, I think. Okay, no, it what it was is where I happened to get to in the feed the actual so the the death registers first, and the assailant is second. So it just happened to be that the death graphic was shown, but not actually who uh. got the kill. So okay, Finn Finn did not cell phone himself, beats himself to death. <laughs> Uh, but no, I mean, all credit to the Toronto Defiant. They got themselves a, a win that was absolutely necessary at this point. Um, they needed to, to steady the ship. Um, you know, there was some worry that Toronto, having had this path to the playoffs right in front of them, was suddenly like, well, heck, are they going to be able to give themselves uh, the ability to pick their partner in the play-ins? So that uh, that takes us to the final matchup uh, for these two teams on the weekend. That was where the Toronto Defiant and the Vancouver Titans uh, took each other on. And if you were to have asked me going into it, as I'm sure many of you did, who wins this match? I'd have said Toronto Defiant, hands down. Vancouver, no looking good. Oh, now before we move on, mm. I actually wanted to ask, what did you guys predict the San Francisco-Toronto match? Uh, so match? <clears throat> I didn't get mine in. Oh, I got a whole lot of zeros this weekend. Oh, That's embarrassing. It is. Oh, geez. And in your resignation after this. I will. Let me check mine really quick. I predicted. Yeah, I predicted the shock to beat Defiant here. 3-2. Oh. 3-2, though. Oh, so, so what you're saying is the only person who didn't join last episode predicted Toronto would win that one. Interesting. Yeah. Which you did know, you predict? 3-2? Me- Yes. Okay. I sometimes get the misclick here and there as well. It's fine. Oh, okay. 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 <laughs> I actually did not predict San Francisco would win any matches this weekend. Oh, I was, wow. I was disappointed Atlanta didn't beat them. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a close game. So, anyways. Who, who, What did you pick for Vancouver versus Toronto? 
No, we don't talk about that match. Well, but, we're about to. Yeah, we're. It was. <laughs> yeah, it was a three-two for me as well. I I went three-one Toronto. I thought I went three-two. No contest, but I did think it it did be a contest, but not as as big. Yeah. I, I was hoping that Defiant would you know prepare more heavily for the shock. Maybe that's partly what happened. Fair I don't enough. know. Well, I mean, it's it's a. You know, we've brought it up before. Mm. Do teams, if they have to prepare, mm. choose someone to prepare more for? I, I, if I'm the defiant, I prepare to take on the shock over yeah. the Titans, yeah. right? Like I, I, I feel like I would feel that that would be the tougher matchup, regardless of how the shock were playing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, you know, but it's an interesting match. Uh, I think, I think for Vancouver, what won uh, for them is some adjustments that they have done. So let's so, just get to it, right? Let yeah, Lee Jung I mean, was first? Yeah, Lee Jung yep. was first. We see uh, <clears throat> Falsa not in, Mir is in. We see uh, both um, uh, Masa Skaripa um, on yeah, support. Yeah. So just that one adjustment. But with Mir in, we also get to see uh, some uh, some Junker Queen. And yeah, the Queen. You know, we, we saw Vancouver try this before. Um, they're not the only team that has tried to play Junker Queen, but we haven't seen any l- near the level of success. Um, Toronto took advantage of that. Uh, they they got that first point cap and proceeded yeah. to chew up some solid percentage on, uh, on market. Yeah, they look to be the same Toronto from the match against the Shock where you get the nice Hisu EMPs, uh, you get Hadba, Doing work, mirrors. Uh, Junker Queen did not really work that much. I, I aspire there with like a, a casual three k, help Titans to cap, but it was already ninety nine for 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 the Toronto at that point, and and you know Hadba just clutches uh, pl- out. There is a a comment there that I made that Titans completely sw- well not completely, but they do significantly switch their comp, which was interesting to see. They went on the Zarya and Genji dive, mm-hmm. and instantly you could see, oh, this works much, 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 much better. Uh, but at that point, at least at night in night market, that the gap was too big. Toronto just survived. You know, Hadba did some clutch plays, and it's a one-zero. But then I liked what I saw going into tower that they chose to stay on that Zarya and Genji dive, and they won the first fight. And then you know they they played better significantly. So I have a bit of a, it's related to this, but <clears throat> a bit of a tangent to question you guys with here. If, if I'm not mistaken, coaches cannot be in the room while the match is being played. Is that correct? Yeah, just, just between matches, just yeah. between maps. Yes. You can only enter or sort of go talk to the team between maps. Yeah, correct. Do you think mm-hmm. there's anything to be said about them being able to be in the room with the team while they're playing or anything like that. Like, obviously I understand, you know, they have headsets on, they're talking to each other. It would be a lot of chatter for, you know, an Mm. additional body to be shouting things at them or saying, swap this hero or whatever. Yeah. Um, But do you think that would play into anyone's favor or anything? Mm. I, I, I do think that there's a spot for it. I remember from um, OGN uh, early days, uh, coaches did with, with runner, you know, being in the coaches were there. And I think it'll okay. be a nice touch. I don't know how much communication they could do during a literal yeah. like fight and, and, and things. But even like if you look at uh, a, a game like 
control between Night Market and, and Tower. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, at least that. Yeah. You could pop in just for that kind of, you know, 15 seconds between where it's going one, zero. Yes. And say, watch and, out for Twilight or whatever. Exactly. And Titans, while, you know, not being still a world-beating team, definitely you can tell there's they they are much more well-prepared, much more adaptable and mm-hmm. coordinated. And, and, you know, it's evident when they actually try different things. They play sometimes false. They play sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. mirror. And, and it doesn't look like trash <laughs> anymore. Yeah. So we have to commend them that. So yeah. I, I don't know. I I was I just I just want to point out though, like coaches have a view that players in game do not have, right? That's true. Yeah. Like I, if you were right. to say, well, could coaches contribute in between rounds? Yeah. Okay. No problem. Like I, I have no issue there. Mm-hmm. Like to me, it's. Um, but you also have to then, if you're talking to the team, remove their ability to see. Right. right. It's yeah. it's a trade off and, and if they remove the ability You're sacrificing something for And it's not like oh okay, I'd game. like to go talk to them, just turn off my monitor. No, it would be like the moment it was victory or yeah. you know <clears throat> round whatever off and it doesn't yeah. like, like I, I right. just because the like right now, here I am as a coach looking and seeing mm-hmm. that, oh, you've got Hisu, Twilight's closest to an uh an alt ten percent away. Like I'm I'm feeding information that the team would otherwise have to try to pay mm. attention calculate themselves based on you know instinct yeah, fair enough yeah I, mean, I was wondering because it was in this match where i mean the one player that i noticed mm. in particular was was with king there was a lot of i mean especially when the match ends and everything mm. comes out and you saw him on camera talking to to king and you saw baroy come in at one point as well i forget who he went and kind of sat at their station and everything i think it was but Kings. you really it may have been, yeah, yeah, exactly. But you really saw kind of um, it was something that I feel like we don't see all that frequently, yeah. where you saw almost this, uh, it felt like there was a lot of mentorship going on there, and it felt like it was it was really good to see how much effort Deepay looked like he was putting in and how much it looked like he cared. And, you know, he was saying, like, look at what you did here. Like, you were a huge part of this kind of thing, so... Yeah. Yeah. And Anyways, it, that's that's why I thought of it. But. And on King, he's already started to show some signs of oh, he's he's in the zone in this uh, mm-hmm. uh, match. Like I think in control center, he just early, got an early pick on on his defle- uh, He deflected his railgun right to his head, mm-hmm. and and plays like this. Like I'm by no means a pro, but when you play a character like like Genji. It it only takes like one or two good plays at the start, and you you start feeling it. It's such an mm-hmm instinct based character that once you're in the zone you you play way better than your average play and and it goes also the other way like if you you play like crap for the first you know couple of fights it, it affects your your mindset really mm-hmm. and and he really played uh nicely in this game can i just point out what a gift an absolute gift king's face cam is <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. He's, he's totally great. Like it, it, first aspire before that, you know, he did mm-hmm. the nasty face a couple of times, and now yeah. King, they're they're a good King, uh, duo. King is like, but like you can you can feel his emotion just come yeah. directly through the like. We're, we'll get to it. There's a thing on New Queen Street where he his blade was like uh, a centimeter away from getting a kill. He doesn't get it. He gets dropped, and it's like the incredulous. How did this yes. not happen? Hands in the air. 
Yeah. Yeah. But um, we haven't even got out of control center yet where the Vancouver Titans and Toronto defiant to proceed to go play a little game of back and forth. I mean, they actually sort of did that uh, on the, on the previous round. Uh, but the, you know, adaptation that we're seeing here is, is the mirror of the uh, sojourn sojourn, uh, which aspire. Have you seen stats lab? Uh, no, I, he's I first haven't, place in, in a many soldier and stats across the league. He, he's yeah. a savant of that character. The, um, <sighs> but it just happened to be that I feel that that was the difference. Cause you know, we, we've talked about this with Hisu and he's said as much when he, he answered that question, he feels mm. more comfortable on the ash. And so to see him have to go and match up against the right. spire on, on the soldier um, and, and you had the finale tracer versus the the king uh, Genji, so there you know there is a difference there. But I, I feel it's just that Hisu, he was providing great value as Sombra. Sure, maybe it wasn't as sufficient um, to Toronto's needs, and maybe less value here. But oh, that that was the diff on 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 this map. Yes, I agree. I think there was a point there at the end of Control Center where Toronto were just using alts one after another, but his part just didn't care. He would, you know, click the heads and, and be amazing. Yeah. So Vancouver gets themselves the first map win. We've seen this story before. Takes us to Eichenwald. <laughs> hmm. And uh, lo and behold, uh, much of what we sort of seen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Vancouver had a nice, nice opening attack. Um, I think they capped it before the two minute mark. So they had a nice, just under <clears> five <throat> to start pushing. Um, and Toronto just looked just scatterbrained, honestly. Yeah. I think uh, something that we need to comment on here also um, with this first push on, on the point in Eichenwald for, for Vancouver. They actually pers- outlasted two, um, like two phases. One of the initial set de- defense, and then when they uh, stalled out and respawned, they still persevered. And mm-hmm. it's something like uh, you'd like to see from from any team, really. And I think False was in on the Diva, mm-hmm. and yep. and I'd say like Chirong and Twilight did not have a great uh, um, game against uh, Vancouver. They they weren't really you know, handling King in their backlines very well. And he was just like feasting on them. Even when they went on bridge, he just went on a tear. Yeah. Well, you know, you had Hisu back on the Sombra as well. And, you know, I feel that with the Sombra, Sombra's not hanging back, providing support, that additional, um, you know, sort of protection. Um, The Hotba, um, Zarya, not doing it. And so it was really up to Chorong and Twilight to, to keep themselves yeah. safe. And Finale also affected by uh, Hisu's play, for sure, in this uh, matchup. Yeah. And, you know, we've seen how Masa plays Lucio. Um, so really, like, yes, you can get both Vancouver supports. They just don't happen to ever be together. Um, <laughs> very true. Right? So where is Chorong and Twilight there? they're there together if you can if you can drop one you drop the other drop Thick both, as right? thieves yeah exactly it's just it's just an d- entirely different way of, of playing uh but uh you know the king genji this is this is where he, we we saw him in in the last stage where he was you know just dominant um mm. he, he has the 
the cooldowns like just yeah. mastered. He's yeah, the kid is good. He's even better than me. Uh, I I can confidently say that. Oh, high praise, high praise. Yeah. But, you know, really, if it wasn't for the fact that Hisu got off a massive EMP on the Vancouver attack, I honestly mm-hmm. wonder if Vancouver doesn't actually, you know, get a full three. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like you say, this this middle section, especially um, once they get through the the first door um, mm. and they push all that way through around the castle and, or around across the bridge and then into the castle. King was just slaughtering everyone on Genji. Like he was insane. The kill feed is all King pretty much. Um, and then they get into the castle and he switches to, uh, to Reaper, which I get it, you know, closer quarters, yep. um, you know, a, a little bit more survivability, like a little less squishy, I think, um, in a lot of ways. More thickness. Yes. More, th- more thickness is, is right. Um, especially in Overwatch 2, right? Those, those new <laughs> models. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Vancouver did look great. Um, Ultimately, Toronto just kind of managed to get them stuck around that sort of final chicane. If you, I guess it's not a <clears> chicane, <throat> is it? But the little windy path. Yeah. the The Toronto attack, you know, mm-hmm. as you guys had mentioned, it just it stalled. It was just slow. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Which, when we see Toronto come out on the attack uh, on uh, the following map, uh, Route sixty six, and what happens? It, <laughs> oh, it stalls again. And I'm like, that's a weird map. Wow, man. Vancouver's, re- Vancouver's got this in the back. Yeah. This was reminiscent <laughs> of the, uh, of the, uh, LA gladiators. Right. Hold and spawn on. Right, uh, right, right. What was it called? Not Calcio. Uh, Dorado. Was it? Dorado? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Dorado. Yeah. It was, but like spawn camp, to, but the, to, the, to yeah. the, back. the difference yeah. there was, I mean, in that one is the, the gladiators, um, they got the full three. Like it wasn't, it was like, Oh, yeah. this is going to be well, tough. Yes. Yeah. Whereas <laughs> Vancouver, Vancouver stops Toronto just past, uh, Earl's. Just yeah. around the corner. I think something like that happened in Dorado in a match against the shock at some point as well. I'm not sure if it was Vancouver or Toronto. Yeah. There was one where neither team got the first point. I <laughs> think it was ridiculous. I think it's yeah. that like confidence you get from stopping uh, a, a team that, you know, that short with such a short progress yeah. and you're like, ah, oh, we're good. We'll, we'll push through and, and we're gold. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, in, in to Toronto's credit, they made some really good adaption uh, adaptations on, on defense. Like you've got Crazy your Chorong Brig right now. Um, mm-hmm. When was the last time you saw a nano Brig? Oh. And yet, <laughs> I don't know if there ever was a time like that. Right? Like, we, we, we see a nano brig, and King proceeds at one point, I think, got um, stun locked in a game where you you're, where stuns mm. just. There's one player that can do it, and you got you got bashed, which stalled your, your dash. You got slapped. You got potted because you, you don't want any more heals coming his way and then i don't know who actually got the final kill but it was it was that <clears throat> that brutal but yeah vancouver ah I, I honestly i don't know if they there was anything they could have done differently i mean yeah it, it didn't look like i was gonna say it didn't look like a terrible terrible match it was kind of a terrible match on both sides mm-hmm. if you will right yeah. like <laughs> just very very all over the place very almost like toronto 
you know, again, I, I on Eichenwald, I use the word scatterbrained, almost like Toronto sucked Vancouver into their scatterbrained nature. And yeah. everyone was just all over the place for this map. So everyone was lack of focus, a little uncoordinated, a little bit all over, yeah. you know, there's lots of random cover in this first little area around big girls where, you know, you hide behind a pillar, you hide behind a gas thing, <clears throat> dive behind the, the gas station or whatever that thing is. Um, mm. This, it, is, it this, is, this is where messy. you should go uh, Bastion drunk, uh, yes. <laughs> drunk rat. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Bring uh, back old Orisa so you can uh, yeah, make yeah. the battleship. But anyhow, I mean, Vancouver loses. Toronto gets their, themselves a map. We're going to New Queen Street. We saw what Toronto did to San Francisco earlier in the weekend. And apparently Vancouver did too. <laughs> because... Vancouver got it like what was it 100 and like it's oh 120 God. meters I think is a, a complete yeah. and they got yeah. it to like 100 and like 18 eight, 118 okay I was gonna say like 115 it, it, it was it was just I don't think the bot ever stopped moving like yeah Toronto may have contested a couple of times but they no, they were mad after this uh, loss of, of yeah. Route 66 you could tell J- Jaws and Necro were were maybe one of my favorite parts of this match because i think they both went into this expecting it to be a blowout and then vancouver goes up to toronto starts a comeback and then you get here and vancouver uh you know i'm not even at four minutes in the replay and vancouver has already made all that progress they yes. almost completed it already and they were speed you know Jaws and necro were just were speechless right like they were losing their minds at this Mm-hmm. I mean, and it, Toronto were trying to like uh, adjust their comp, mirroring, and it didn't yeah. didn't work. <laughs> Nothing worked. No, no. Well, ultimately, <clears throat> the the thing that saved them was spawn advantage. Yeah, yeah, true. Right, like scratch spawn. Yeah, if 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 that had not been the like, it just happened to be that Vancouver um, was just too far away, and. Uh, I'm trying to think at the, at the end, I want to say there, it was like false, uh, Spire and Masa, I think that were, were up last yes. in that sort of initial push. But I mean, it, it honest to goodness looked like Vancouver was going to complete that speed run the map. And, and that was yeah. all she wrote. Um, it's the last bit that's actually the hardest, which is the interesting dynamic in, in push. But with the distance that Vancouver <clears throat> had, um, you know, Toronto did. Uh, I was going to say did well. I mean, you have to consider that only do they have to go and win. A f- they have to win a fight just to get the, the robot yeah. back to midway. Yeah. They would have, they would have had to win like right. what, four or five, six fights to then get all the progress and yeah. make some. So it was, it was no small task. Yeah. And, and certainly like you say, they, they managed to turn it around in some ways. Mm-hmm. They, they, I they felt did. that Toronto settled down like Toronto, like it was panic mode. Okay, good. Let's let's settle down. Um, Vancouver still seemed to have the advantage in early going, but then once Van- Toronto started getting momentum, it's like that sort of you know shift of panic may have sort of gone Vancouver's way. It was here where we sort of saw you know the the monster to face out of King, like he you know I, get I actually that kill. just saw it just before you said that. Um, you you see Hisu starting to warm up on the on the sojourn, which again is not a hero of comfort, but he's he's warming up on it. Um, but false channeled his inner Zarya. Like I actually felt false. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
I'm not, not the not just the only difference, but but the last battles for sure. Yeah, like he he. Hell, you know, if 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 Falset doesn't pop those bubbles as effectively as he does, could we possibly be looking at Toronto winning that winning that last sort of stalled fight mm-hmm. and making it a lo- even more interesting than it sort of ended? Well, and and that's the thing, right? Is like at, they're in overtime right now. Toronto is at forty four meters, and Vancouver has one hundred and eighteen. And Toronto manages to take it. They get the butt scratch point. And they then get it to. I'm looking as the match is coming they to just, here. They just they're got just it over up. 90 meters. Yeah. Like they they yeah. went a good 50 meters in they, overtime. They won like two three fights in a row. Exactly, sure. yeah. and, that, and that's where I was saying like they needed to win six, maybe seven fights in a row, mm-hmm. um, which is insurmountable, right? Hey. For, for most teams, <laughs> we did see in Road 66 that anything is possible. So. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. Yeah, I I think the the difference is prior to that last team fight, Vancouver was trying to take the fight to Toronto, like they would go yeah. to the point. And that last one you could actually see Vancouver's like, okay, here's our here's the line. Yeah, let's make this the final stand. Yeah, like it, you know, and I feel that in doing so it allowed them to sort of get themselves set up. Um, they had the the high ground as a result. They were they were ready, uh, and it took away the advantage that uh, Toronto seemingly had. Um, with I, it's not like the Titans were staggering themselves; like they weren't trickling in, but they weren't able to get themselves in range where False was able to do anything. Um, and by the time they were, oh look, um, Skyreep is down, <laughs> or or something along those lines. So. But uh, Vancouver gets themselves a win, which, uh, you know, shocked the world, including, I think, the Titans. It also means that uh, my in-game profile picture will shift back to the Titans, as the uh, rule is that I always represent the last winner of the Battle of Canada. Okay. I wasn't aware of this, but that's that's nice. It's been right from the get-go. Season two is all Vancouver, and it's been Toronto ever since. (laughs) Who, who would have thunk that it would see a flip? And now it's also the last one for the year. So, yeah. Anywho, um, the teams do play again, uh, or sorry, the teams. Uh, a team plays again this weekend. They have, uh, Toronto has their bye. Vancouver is going to take on the floor on a.m. Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific and in the Paris Eternal on Sunday at 12 noon to wrap up their Overwatch League season. That is right. They are done. Doesn't matter what they do against the Mayhem and Dunzo. the Eternal. Um, their season will be over. Um, you're, you're holding up a peace sign there, Jordan. I, I was going to let you segue, but I'm revealing my my predictions for who's going to win so, those matches. Uh, well, I, I, I'm honestly going to give Vancouver the win over the Eternal. I'm not going to give them the win over the Mayhem. No? No. My peace sign says Vancouver's getting two wins this weekend. Oh, yeah, you know, whatever the heck it is you guys have access to in Alberta, <laughs> you should probably learn to share it. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I have high hopes for the Florida match. I think it's going to be a 3-2, and then I think I, Vancouver's going to 3-0 Paris. I, unfortunately, I have to confirm that I have also picked the Titans to beat Florida. Really? <laughs> unfortunately. 3-2. Yeah. Oh, see, I, okay, I, I have it 3-1 <clears throat> Florida, 3-1 Vancouver. Um, my two matches. That's fair. I have 3-1 against the Eternal and 3-2 against the Mayhem. 
<laughs> I have I have concerns about Florida in this this meta this stage. It doesn't seem like they've got things figured out, and they had a bye week last week, whereas Vancouver had a successful week. Honestly, yeah. you know, with how they played against Dallas and with their win over <clears throat> Toronto, sure. I I think they're coming mm. in hot. Oh, as long as we see Aspire play the Sojourn, anything is possible. Torbjorn. That too. <laughs> uh, it should be noted that uh, both Titans matches are token matches. True, um, they are. Yeah. Nice. Uh, what else is uh, new in the world of Canadian uh, Overwatch uh, League action? Well, um, is Masa done? Because mm. he, he tweets out um last ride right ggs and then suddenly i think it was on advastry and people are saying yeah he's flying back to denmark he's gone but it it seems so weird because like i have not seen any confirmation of this i've not i've not heard anything of the sort i think he's a veteran at this point so it makes sense that you know the most you typically see a player play is probably somewhere between two to three seasons. Um, well, you know, I would say average is probably two to three seasons. But they have so two more matches this weekend. Oh, I know. I know. I, I, I think he's still playing in these <clears throat> matches. If, if that was but the that's the, that's the, but that's the thing is his tweet kind of doesn't, you know, suggest the one last ride is yeah, this right, weekend. Right, right. It, 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 it happened. And then you have people who are suggesting he's flying back to yeah. flying home. Like I, the, he's gonna the retire play on ping. Maybe <laughs> I hope. I mean, he's what now twenty seven in like Overwatch League years. Oh, he's so, like uh, sixty seven. Wow, basically, be collecting a pension at this point. Yeah, it's true. is he the oldest one now? Maybe uh, Cool Matt's not in the league, is he? <laughs> not anymore. It's uh, Bob from accounting on the. Uh, <laughs> What was it? Boston up? Is it no, Boston? The, the Washington, Washington Justice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bob from accounting. He's actually a board member. He's 97. <laughs> oh, the Overwatch League better fix that for next year. Um, <laughs> Titans have a watch party, their final one of the season on Sunday. It's at the sports bar. Pay some money, get some food, get some Q&A time, get some stuff, have fun. I, Pathfinders hoodie. I've heard that they've actually been um, good times. They had one against the Toronto match, and obviously it's always good to celebrate a win um, as opposed to a loss having been to a few in the past myself. But uh, if you have been wondering what are they like, this is your last opportunity to uh, to check them out. And it could be forever. Well, please don't say <laughs> that because then our podcast it is done. Could, it could be forever. That's <clears throat> our, There's our, always a chance. We'll be ready, set, pwned, and we'll be talking about um, <laughs> you know Microsoft acquisition still or something. Toronto like Defiant. Well, no, I'm not suggesting the Vancouver Titans would be the team to fold. To me, it's that when you say forever, it's the league. Oh, no, don't say that. Dark times, dark times. That's right. Anyway, uh, we're going to take ourselves a short break after this hour and uh, dive into the fray. Back into the fray. 
Let's talk about the the week that was. So uh, in the Eastern region, the uh, Seoul Dynasty beat the Chengdu Hunters 3-1. The Philadelphia Fusion beat the Shanghai Dragons 3-1. Out west, the Los Angeles Gladiators 3-overwatch the London Spitfire. We already know that Dallas Fuel 3-overwatch the Vancouver Titans. And the Toronto Defiant beat the San Francisco Shock 3-1. Back east, the Shanghai Dragons beat the Hangzhou Spark 3-2, the Los Angeles Valiant beat the Chengdu Hunters 3-2, and the Seoul Dynasty 3-overwatch the Guangzhou Charge. The Dallas Fuel 3-overwatch the London Spitfire, the Washington Justice 3-1 victory over the New York Excelsior, and the San Francisco Shock figured out how to win a match in this meta by beating Atlanta Reign 3-2. And winding up the weekend out in the East is the Guangzhou Charge beating the Philadelphia Fusion 3-2, the LA Valiant beating the Hangzhou Spark 3-2, the uh, Los Angeles Gladiators just squeaking past the New York Excelsior 3-2, which makes a lot of sense, the Atlanta Reign 3 Overwatch, the Florida, or the Florida, the Washington Justice, and as we already know, the Vancouver Titans beat the Toronto Defiant 3-1. As far as activity going into this week. So if you happen to be kicking things off in East, you're going to take on, or you're going to see the Seoul Dynasty take on the Hangzhou Spark, and then the Guangzhou Charge taking on the LA Valiant. In the West, noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern on Friday is the Paris Eternal Houston Outlaws. Washington Justice Boston Uprising and wrapping up Friday is the Florida Mayhem Bank for Titans. Heading out in East on Saturday, it's the Hangzhou Spark, Chengdu Hunters, Shanghai Dragons, LA Valiant, and the Chengdu Hunters, Philadelphia Fusion. Kicking things off out West are the Florida Mayhem, Atlanta Rain, Los Angeles Gladiators taking on the Washington Justice, and the Houston Outlaws in the Dallas Hill in a battle of Texas, of which there's always about seven of so over the course of a season. And wrapping up the weekend in the East is the Shanghai Dragons taking on the Chengdu Hunters, the Philadelphia Fusion taking on the Seoul Dynasty, and out west is the Vancouver Titans, as we already know, taking on the Paris Eternal, the Dallas Fuel, Atlanta Reign, and the Boston Uprising, and the LA Gladiators. And it should be noted, the Eastern region wraps up this weekend. Mm-hmm. As far as matches to watch here, um, Battle of Texas is always a good one. Yep. Right? I mean, it, they don't ever seem to disappoint. The Uprising... No. They're kind of looking like they're an organized uh, professional group of Overwatch League players. <laughs> yeah, so for sure. it has me wondering about that Gladiators matchup only because, only because the Gladiators had some trouble with New York, who, considering how New York has figured this meta out magically, there might be a chance. Except New York also lost against eh. Washington. Eh. I don't think they. I don't it, think Uprising take it against Glads. I think they take it against Washington. But um, I don't think they Mr. Take it Gilchrist Glads. will be disappointed in you. Mm. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> He's dead. Yeah. The uh, you know rest of the West. Eh. Dallas Atlanta. Eh, interesting. I suppose. Yeah. I I don't know yeah. what to make of the East. <laughs> I honestly do not know what to make of the East. Beast is a mess. I don't, I don't either. Soul's going to win, and that's all I could really say. Can't wait for the Valiant to take on the Charge. I have that one going in favor of the Charge, actually. Yeah, three two. I have 3-2 for the Valiant. I have the Valiant taking taking uh, the win against Shanghai, though. Oh. Yep. 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 Wow. Valiant been ruining all my breads, so. <laughs> <laughs> they have been an Overwatch franchise for sure. 
professional organization. <laughs> Profe- uh, well, don't, let's not take it too <laughs> not far. Quite, Were yeah, those players paid? Point. That's a good point. <clears throat> Uh, yeah. how'd you, uh, how'd you guys' pickums do last week? You already heard that I had a stellar weekend. Oh, it was kind of crappy. I had, uh, it was still East- better than mine. That's true. I had 14 points off of the Eastern region and Western. I got 11, but I did see that the Jordan here did pretty darn well. I got 16 in the East and 15 Ooh. in the West. Ooh. How'd you get so many if- points out of the East? This time, I don't know, because like he I say... He misclicked I, many times. Yeah, that's right, <laughs> that's right. I've learned to stop picking Shanghai, although I did get points for picking them in one match, but oh. I don't know. If it, if it weren't for Vancouver-Toronto, if that had gone the way we expected, I would have got every match in the West except for Shock Atlanta. Hmm. Oh, well. So, yeah. And I'm pretty sure I, sh- I flipped my Shock Atlanta pick last minute as well, so I should have had that one. Anyways... Oh well, mm. it sucks to be you. You're, you're approaching the podium of the total uh, year already. So yes, close. yes, very close. Good. Yep. Thank God somebody fell at the finish line. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I will not get zeros again this weekend. I just locked my picks in and I refreshed the page to ensure nice. they were still there. Nice. Um, we already talked a little bit about this because he played. Did you make sure that you have a a phone number connected long. to your? Uh, oh, I, I had that. <laughs> I had that. Yes, I had that well before. <laughs> um, as we already know, San Francisco added striker uh, to their lineup. Um, I mean, yeah. A striking change. Is he older than Massa? <laughs> Probably know. not. By the way, I was able to confirm that he Massa is actually the the oldest player. Do you know who's the Darn. second oldest player? Is it Striker? Just kidding. No, Striker is actually pretty young. Another another uh, year year one veteran. Okay, I'd have to look at a roster here. <laughs> I was going to say Twilight's not young, but he's not uh, he's not up there. He's 24. Wow, okay. Twilight's 24, my He's God. He's 10th, 10th oldest. 10th hmm. oldest. I'm I'm glancing at the roster here real quick, but I probably, I mean, I didn't follow season one, so I probably will have. Masa is the only one who's 27. There are two players who are 26. Are they in the east or west? One is in the east, one is in the west. Both are tanks. Crud. Both are tanks. Yes. Okay, okay. One in the east, one in the west. Let's see. Is Poco up there? Yes, that's actually oh! the third one. And, oh, third. Uh, but the, he's twenty six. Sorry, just no, he's the to... second. He's the second oldest. Oh, there you go. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. and and the one after him is a tank from the east. Is it also twenty six? Mm, this one I feel less confident in because I'm looking at like Smurf. I'm uh, looking at uh, Void. Oh, there you go. Ding, ding, ding. Is it Void? Is it? Yeah, it is Void. Oh, nice, nice. Okay, I I am impressed with myself. Hmm. <laughs> That's good. Someone is. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the uh, big news is that Overwatch Two is allegedly live. I've seen the loading screen. I have seen yeah. the I have seen the loading screen. I have not seen the in-game screen. I'm constantly like trying to log in while this show is going on, see if I if I get lucky, <laughs> but not, nothing yet. Yeah, I um, I, I I am going to enjoy playing the game. Um, did you guys notice though that in custom games there's a survivor or survival mode? 
with a, a shrinking circle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like a coming. battle royale? Wow. But like, like an official one, not not uh, someone. Well, okay, like, you like you'd have to like it's a it's an officially supported mode in custom games. Like it's not like someone went and used code to make it. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you can probably workshop it when workshop comes in. The plot thickens, but I'm not shocked that there is a battle royale because you know um, every game gets a battle royale these days i'm just curious how that would work 100 winston's drop into an arena (laughs) with no weapon (laughs) (laughs) just the ability to jump and shield excuse me if we can have if we can have the floor is lava battle royale is easy to no but like with a shrinking circle yeah, we would need a new map, obviously. Like, because the- you know how many times people would get caught and be like, "Okay, well, I'm stuck." Because like all, okay. of, like all the corners yeah. and um, and that hard mode. It's battle royale, but it's played on on the only map. The only map you can play it on is well. <laughs> so the center's <laughs> just a hole. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I thought you were going to say it's like Lucio Ball or something, where it's just a square. <laughs> uh, I mean, you could you could technically do that, but then like on a, it would have to be on a. I think it would have to be on one of the uh, uh, deathmatch uh, maps. Or King of the Hill, yeah, maybe. Right. Well, like maybe King of the Hill, but like a deathmatch map because the deathmatch are, are just, like the maps are designed to be more like their mirror. Um, sure. Fewer sort of corner pathways and yeah, yeah. like it, it's there's. You're not going to be suddenly trapped in a space where it's like the end is nigh. You you want to you want to know the secret mm. to deathmatch mode, and I know um, this because I used to not play, play it when Junkrat was good. Um, is that the secret? Don't no, play it. No, <laughs> I, I love a good deathmatch mode, but the secret is you go for the killing blow, not the elimination. Oh, yeah. oh, I know it's the same. All as you, you like got to do game. is kill steal from people. Oh. Yeah. That's all you got to do. Damn Moira mains. That's right. You throw that ball out. You let it do feasting, its work. Feasting, feasting in those. Uh, back words. when, back before they nerfed Junkrat and you know nerfed his mines, I used to destroy on deathmatch. It was Ooh. fun. Uh, yeah, got, just and The number of people in gun mm-hmm. game that just it, yeah, it's killing blow. It's like who's weak? Click that head. Okay, aim for that mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. You know, third party everything. Third party everything. Okay, third party with my Torb hammer. Mm-hmm. So it's true. Um, if for some reason you haven't tried out uh, the Overwatch uh, to uh, experience, um, you're not alone. There are quite a few people that haven't been able to get in. Uh, Blizzard has come out and said, "Hey, we're experiencing the DDoS as well as obviously servers on fire." There are some who suggest that DDoS is an excuse. I am apt to believe that the DDoS is legitimate um, for a few reasons. Yeah. One, a lot of people are really upset with Activision Blizzard, rightfully so. And two, it is a big launch. Yeah, we might not consider Overwatch 2 as this next big thing. Like, there are many out there that say it's just a an expansion. It's 1.5. And I believe there are, you know, fair reasons to maybe suggest that. But that doesn't discount how big of an event it is for mm-hmm. Blizzard. Yeah. I mean, us trying to log in constantly is already kind of like a mini DDoS attack. Um, you're holding up a screen that says there's how many viewers? 
I was going to say, I don't know if you could see what that says. Overwatch 2 is the second highest uh, viewership on Twitch right now with 269.6 thousand. And like 90% of them are just looking at the loading screens. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> or or re- cool. replays of 636 uh, Overwatch 1 action with two tanks. But yeah, I, 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 going through you know the different menus, uh, it doesn't feel like entirely a new experience for good and for 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 worse. Like I, uh, I just want more content in my Overwatch. Mm-hmm. I don't care what the number is. And even like going into your uh, um, profile page, your 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 social, you know, the one that specifies your rank, everything is still there. How many hours you've played on every character? Oh, does eh? Yeah, all all the previous seasons. So you'd feel right at home. Nice. Yeah, if I ever get let in. Yeah, I'm currently sure. stuck outside the gated community. There's a ton of us out here. <laughs> and every time we reach the front of the gate, uh, we magically find ourselves at the end of the line. So Yeah, it's a lie. Now I'm looking at 70 players ahead of you. That's a lie. A blatant lie. The number of times <laughs> it told me there are zero players in front of you, and I'm like, I don't think I got in the right lineup. No. No. <laughs> You're in the lineup that leads to a brick wall. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Surefor is streaming to 2.9 thousand. Nope, nope, sorry. 2,900 viewers nice. right now. Nice. So you were going to say 2.9 thousand. 2,900, I would like to point out, is the same thing. Oh, okay. Okay, I was right then. We're good. Yeah. It's because Twitch doesn't list the actual number. It says 2.9K. The K threw me off for yeah. a second there. Yeah. It's because mm-hmm. I don't. I usually get close, but not quite that many viewers, you know. Yeah. Um. It's been a long show. We had a few other things that we thought we might talk about. So, for instance, RSP is going to be able to cast a vote uh, in the Overwatch League Awards. Um, The three of us are going to put our heads together. We're going to ensure that we only vote for the winners. Uh, You'll get to find out who they are. I mean, we actually could share. Like, we have to get the vote in before the next episode. So we could, in theory, say, here is who we have picked. And you can hold us accountable. Is there anything that says we can't do that? No, no. It says we can. We we just can't go oh, cool. and say, "Hey, here is all the." We can't show the what we right. we as media get Official access form. to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. We can't do that. But we can tell you who we we voted cool. for. That's that's perfect. I'm voting uh, proper for Rookie of the Year, MVP, and Coach of the Year. Seems legit. <laughs> <laughs> Seems legit. Um, you'd give it in the Dennis Malka <clears throat> roar too, but you, for sure, yeah, you just don't think he has enough time to do anything for the community. <laughs> oh. a busy ca- carrying San Francisco shock on his back yeah but uh here it is long episode in the bag uh the season is starting to wind down mm-hmm. we have a couple of weeks of regular season action left and then we have play-ins playoff grand final and uh an off season mm-hmm. that may be long it may be short we won't know until we no know. I hate those <laughs> but uh what final words of wisdom do y'all have for our listeners this week so I just went into the archives of RSP, and the episode we're recording today is 173. That's the number. Do you guys know which episode number was the show where we talked about Overwatch 2 for the first time? We predicted. Uh, well, was- not really predicted. We were actually talking about tangible stuff in there. The, the episode is titled Catchphrase 2, by the way. Catchphrase 2. <laughs> I'm not Googling it. I I want to say it would have been like 
It came out on October 30th, 2019. I was going to say, I was going to say it was like the end of 20, because it was BlizzCon. Right before um, the official announcement where all the leaks happened. Yeah. yeah. Almost exactly three years. See, I was going to, like, I was trying to think, I was, like, was going to say November. Um, <clears throat> because I knew it was BlizzCon was when the announcement had come out. Like, I mean, oh man, you don't understand. I still go and watch that, that video. Yeah. Like the Blizzard can put together some phenomenal stuff. Like I, yeah. I So which episode number is it? I'm I'm gonna just well, cast a vote for episode one hundred because I have no idea. No, uh, no. Um so we kick <laughs> things off December of twenty eighteen. Um quick maths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say it was like um I'll say it's like forty three. Oh wow, you're so close. It's 47. Okay. Wow. I mean, I was in complete transparency, it was math on my part wow. where I was like, okay, how many weeks and <clears throat> Yeah. Do you, do you want to hear the brief description of that episode? <laughs> Harsha <laughs> is gone. The Overwatch League transaction list is a mile long and Overwatch 2 is on the horizon. What a world we live in. <laughs> description uh, you 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 guys know this i mail those descriptions in half the time hey i do the same so <laughs> don't worry about it yeah like no i'm not uh i i i don't i'm not a writer i'm a talker and even then i'm not really good at talking <laughs> um, a voice for the newspaper a face for the radio hmm. Hmm. that's how they say right what would be the equivalent of uh of a podcast i don't know a smell for a podcast. <laughs> oh, dear. Some true. Willy Wonka stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Jordan, any final words or wisdom? Uh, yes, I'm just going to say that being a baby Dallas means the big Dallas is still the big Dallas. <laughs> Vancouver, of course, being the baby Dallas. Okay, okay. Um, I, I, I can't, you know, contribute the sage wisdom the two of you have just provided. I'm just going to do jokes. That's what I do. I was I was at a loss. Like, what do I want to talk about today? And uh, lo and behold, uh, to my daughter's school, they're doing a fundraiser where a orchard from I think the Okanagan is selling apples, and so you know, buy some apples. Some of the money goes towards the school, and it got me thinking. You know, there's that saying: an apple a day can keep the doctor away. It's actually just half of the statement because it finishes by saying, "But only if you aim well." <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. We should get a Overwatch hero who shoots apples. That would be cool. Hey, at this point it's possible. Anything <clears throat> possible, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh anywho. Um we've reached the end of the show. You reached the end of the episode. Uh we'll be back again next week. It is a recording the day after Canadian Thanksgiving. So for those of you who uh, might be spending time with friends or family for Canadian Thanksgiving or just the weekend, um, please, uh, you know, enjoy that time together. Uh, but uh, yeah, if you haven't already done so, RSP Discord is where you probably want to continue the conversation. Discord.io slash ready, sit, poem. You can obviously find us at ready, You can subscribe to us in every podcast application. You can follow us on Twitter, not yet on TikTok. You obviously already all listen to the One Man Watchpoint podcast, but if you don't, make sure you go listen to it there. But on behalf of Ani at Ani Strife, Jordan at Sir Dr. Jam, and myself, Chris at Lightforce, I'm signing off this episode with catchphrase.